Hello and welcome to this week's show. I am Janet Lewis. And I am Dr. Lewis. And we are Green Wisdom Health, home of your low-cost lab work, where we don't guess, but we test to see what's going on with your nutritional lack or too much or whatever you've got going to find out what uh, you're needing instead of just guessing and walking into a health food store not knowing where to start. And today with that uh, information, we're going to teach you a little bit about iodine and whether or not you might have an iodine deficiency. Um, You don't hear a whole lot about that. You hear about your thyroid and, you know, you get medication for that. But many times, an iodine deficiency can actually help thyroid as well. So Dr. Lewis is going to educate us a little bit today about some of the uh, possible symptoms of an iodine deficiency, what to take, how to take it, how to know how much to take. So Dr. Lewis, tell us all about it. Well, the the quick uh, answer is yes, you need it. The other question is how much do you take? I think the problem is, and I've read dozens and dozens of books by so-called experts, and some say never take it, and some say take 100 micrograms, and some say take 75 to 100 milligrams, which there's a major difference between those two um, amounts. I think the thing to do is start slow and work up. Uh, There's some testing that you can do, but some of these tests are not always as accurate as they can be because, you know, the serum is not always that accurate. It's what's getting into the cell itself. Um, Well, I I think it's interesting that there are actually iodine deficiency symptoms, and many of those symptoms actually mimic other problems as well. So many times uh, we treat or doctors treat the other symptoms, but may just be overlooking iodine correct that's one of the many possibilities and that's what i always tell people about these lists it's like yeah we give lists too it's like i've got a list here must be 20 or 30 long i hadn't counted but uh possible signs of hypothyroidism which is generally connected to iodine deficiency but it can be many other things and then Janet was having an issue the other day, and she got on Google and figured out what her issue was. And then a couple days later, she figured out it was something else. And I said, you know, the problem with doctors is, and and, and just regular people too, they forget that you can have more than one, you know, condition going on at any given time. So don't get stuck on one because it may be two or three or four things going on at the same time. That's a really good point. So, because I know with an iodine deficiency. Um, you can actually have hypothyroidism, is that correct? So if you have hypothyroidism, you may have an iodine deficiency as well. And, you know, just because you're in the so-called normal limits doesn't mean you're normal. So let me, you know, rattle off, you know, some of the possible side effects of having a hypothyroid. You know, hypothyroid just means it's not working as optimally and it's kind of sluggish. Um, The hair's dry. Brittle, losing hair. Menstrual periods have uh, been overly heavy in recent months. Joint aches and pains. And we know that can be many, many other conditions also. Are your nails brittle? Do you get muscle cramps? Um, continuous weakness in your muscles. Has your skin been dry? Has your face been puffy, and especially around the eyes? I thought that's because, I don't know, you party too much. Um, cold intolerance, you know, we know that one. 
if you've gained more than five, maybe ten pounds, that could be it. If your skin gets coarse and your hair gets coarse, constipated, yeah, well, it can be hypothyroidism slash iodine deficiency, but you know that can be many, many, many other things, like lack of digestive enzymes and proper probiotics. Uh, milky discharge from your breast. Well, if you have that, the first thing you want to do is go to your OBGYN. Uh, do you sweat less? I had a lady come in here and says, well, I don't sweat. I said, well, you probably have an iodine deficiency. I put her on some other stuff, too, based on her lab, but put her on iodine. She's sweating like a pig now. Uh, I, I, that's a over-exaggeration, but she's she's all of a sudden started to sweat, which helps her cool off in this hot Texas summer. Although it's the first day of summer officially in Texas, I think we've had it for two or three months so far. Uh, your voice becoming hoarse, and I would suspect that they're smokers, but it could be lack of iodine or a thyroid problem. Fingers tingling. Well, I'm a chiropractor. I always thought, well, it could be pinched nerve, but these neuropathies can also be, uh, you know, results of diabetes. Sometimes alpha-lipoic or R-lipoic acid can help that, and vitamin C. Uh, the tingling and numbness in the extremities. Although it can be the nerves that you know chiropractors deal with, it can many other times be overloaded toxins. Uh, has your hearing got worse? And the answer to that with me is, yeah, you bet. And the tingling, sometimes, I don't know, we, we hear it and I get these little weird sensations in my ears. Maybe I should put iodine in my ears. Um, but the hearing definitely has gotten worse and uh, heartbeat gets slow. That's that's a possibility. But, you know, if your heart's doing flip-flops, see a cardiologist. Stiffness, uh, fatigued, eyes being dry. Well, we kind of fixed Janet's eyes. I didn't put her just on the good omega-3 fish oils. I put her on a combination of that with borage oil. And then her eyes got much, much better. And that was after Lasix. So, you see, it can be thyroid, it can be lack of iodine, but it can be many other things too. So you want to you want to kind of pay attention to that and get somebody to look at it in a way that's not just focused on one symptom, you know, one cause, one solution, because usually it's a multitude of possibilities. Yeah, some of the iodine deficiency symptoms, I think, are exactly what you said for thyroid, which is a uh, depression. Uh, difficulty losing weight, actually. Which, after I read that, I was like, oh, got to throw the iodine back in because I've forgotten all about iodine. Uh, and Janet takes a massive amount of stuff. Uh, dry skin and the headaches, uh, memory problems, menstrual problems. Or I forgot what my menstrual issues were. Yeah. Reoccurrent infections actually can be a low iodine problem. Uh, sensitivity to cold or cold hands and feet, brain fog. I thought that was in an eagle song. You're so cold, a boy could get pneumonia sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> and all those, you know, all he had to do was give his girlfriend iodine. That would have changed the song, wouldn't it? Yeah, constipation actually can be an iodine deficiency. Um, impaired kidney function. Yeah. And the muscle weakness. I, I just thought that was very interesting that they very much mimicked um, some of the thyroid symptoms. So we would probably tell you that if you don't know what's wrong, 
Um, actually, you probably need to do our comprehensive lab panel to find out because it has the five parts of the thyroid, uh, which is the GWH3 uh, on the website of greenwisdomhealth.com. And you can add an iodine uh, serum plasma test to the panel for like $54. But, but, you know, you think, well, duh, you know, iodine deficiency means you have a thyroid issue, but not necessarily. I mean, there's there's certainly a probability that they go together, but not necessarily. Well, how do you know which iodine to take? How do you know how much to take? How do you uh, how do you make a good decision about where to start with it? Well, again, I try to start slow and. And and I've read literally dozens of different books, and it's amazing and actually appalling that people that are so-called touted as experts have such uh, different opinions about what to take. I said everything that needed to be said in a 36-page book on thyroid, and I said find somebody that can treat you and uh, pay attention to you because you don't fit in this cookie-cutter model. I personally, and I don't do this every day, but I take uh, liquid iodine, which is, you know, one drop has 150 micrograms, which is a pretty small dose. Of course, I just pick up whatever's in the dropper and squish it in my drink or in my mouth. Isn't that liquid iodine, doesn't it also help scars, like uh, external scars? Amongst other things, absolutely. People that uh, keloid uh, have a tendency to have an iodine deficiency, so... Do you just rub it on topically, or do you take it and just throw it away? Uh, the th- girl I'm thinking about just took it internally. Uh, I don't know if I don't think she put it on her scar, but that scar on her face after the car wreck when her somebody else was driving like a bat out of, um, well, driving too fast on a rain slick road on slick tires. Anyway, the scar went away. Um, then we then we have iodine with tyrosine, and I'll talk about tyrosine if you want me to, but uh, then that's 225 micrograms per capsule. Then we have one called triiodine, which is different forms, so it, uh, it absorbs in kind of a different manner each one. Uh, that's like 6,250 micrograms or 6.25 milligrams. Now, that sounds like a lot, and it is compared to the other two. But when you're talking about six and a quarter milligrams, that's not nearly as much as some of the so-called thyroid experts talk about that says, well, you can take 50, 75, 100 milligrams per day. And I'm sure in this guy's practice, he's right. Uh, But we kind of have a tendency to attract our practice what we're comfortable treating. I would never, 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 never start anybody that high. Might work up to that eventually, but uh, I think that's overdose. But sometimes you need a whole lot of certain nutrients because you have impaired absorption, which that can go back to, well, the thyroid's not working good, therefore my GI tract's not working good because there's a major influence. So the one with tyrosine, uh, tyrosine's an amino acid, one of the, many that you need and it's pretty interesting uh it's a precursor though to some of the hormones that make you feel good uh neurotransmitters like norepinephrine dopamine uh, and you know that'll regulate your mood and stimulate metabolism and and stimulate the nervous system too which goes back to the lack of sweating for some people um 
You should not take tyrosine if you're on an MAO inhibitor. And that's one of the ones they prescribe for depression. So, you know, pay attention if you're on one of those. Don't supplement with tyrosine. Uh, But tyrosine does a lot of other things. Like it attaches to the iodine atoms to help form the active thyroid hormones. You've heard me talk about conversion of T4 to T3. So, but low levels of tyrosine have, have been, you know, associated with just that alone causing a hypothyroid. Uh, but the other symptoms might be low blood pressure, low body temperature, and we're still just talking about tyrosine, not just iodine and hypothyroidism. So just lack of tyrosine could be a problem. And then there's people that have restless leg syndrome. And I'm kind of jumping ahead because that's one of the questions. But, And, you know, we give them the minerals. Usually it's a lack of magnesium, maybe lack of potassium, sometimes but not so often calcium. And sometimes it's iron, and you have to, I'm real careful about iron. But for those that take all that stuff and don't get well, you put them on tyrosine, and they usually do real, real well. And all of a sudden their restless leg syndrome oh, many of them will go away. So it can also be associated with, you know, the anxiety, depression, but low sex drives, allergies, and headaches. So Janet talked about that with iodine. That's also very true of tyrosine. So iodine and tyrosine go very, very well together. They work together very, very nicely, unless you're on that MAO inhibitor. So pay attention to that. So if you just add in... Uh, iodine, would you be harming yourself if you didn't know how much to take? Or do you think that it's better to have it tested and see how low you are so you know how much to take? I think it's okay on most people if you just start slow, start low. But now if you're going to read something on the internet, go to 25, 50, 75, 100 milligrams, I think, holy cow, you really need to test first because I think that's a crazy high dosage even though some people like that. But iodine is so much more important than just the thyroid. Did you know that a lot of women that have fibrocystic breast just need iodine, although vitamin E can help and getting off the caffeine can help too. That's very interesting. You know, I guess there's foods also that you can eat that are iodine-rich, like seaweed, which I've tried. It's not (laughs) the best-tasting thing. I'd rather take a pill. She had a nasty look on her face. Uh, Baked cod and cranberries. Um, Baked potatoes, actually. And egg and dried prunes and navy beans. Again, not my favorite so um, I think it might be easier to just supplement with iodine. You know, and one of the things when we know someone needs it for sure is whenever they have a lump on their neck, correct? Yeah, and even though we, you know, try to do everything nutritionally to let you get well, if they come in with a lump on their neck, I say, well, you need to get it medically checked out also. Uh, but, you know, people that have a diet uh, that's high in bakery products, you know, breads, pasta, anything made from flour because most of them have bromine or bromide in it and that takes the place of the receptor sites where iodine should go. So these people uh, that eat a lot of that, you know, you're doing a whole lot of harm or potential harm. 
And then people, let's see if I can stir up some trouble already. People that are vegans and vegetarians. And I got a request this morning to go on a podcast, but they wanted to make sure that I didn't use any animal products in my uh, practice. And I said, well, yes, I do. And I treat lots and lots and lots of vegans, dozens and dozens of them. But long term, that's really not the healthiest diet. And, and, you know, if you want to eat that way, that's fine. And I think we generally don't eat enough plant products. But uh, you really can't get a great response in getting well unless you consume some animal products. And some nutritional products are animal-based. So I passed on that uh, vegan podcast. Well, what about just eating salt with that? increase your iodine would that be enough to do iodine levels and what kind of salt and if it's the iodized salt yes it gives you some but you know i promote the uh, sea salt uh, celtic celtic ever how you pronounce it Uh, janet and i do the himalayan sea salt because it's pink and pretty and janet she really likes to spoil me in a lot of ways and she got me some hawaiian black salt and it has different, better mineral profiles than the regular salt. So, yeah, you're missing the iodine if you're going to the sea salt. So you need to compensate somehow. Very good. Well, we have a whole lot of questions this week because uh, we missed our podcast last week. So um, do you have more you want to say about about the uh, iodine and that sort of thing? Well, just a little bit. There's a lot of studies that says uh, iodine helps with cancer, I mean, to prevent it. And that's also true of selenium and zinc, too. Uh, Then there's a lot of things that there's a connection between the estrogens and iodine and the different forms of estrogen. Uh, Iodine, if you have it the right level, actually alters genetic expression in the breast. So... You know, lowers your chance of breast cancer. You know, I mentioned the fibrocystic breast disease. Um, there, there's just so much that you need to know, and you know, it's just a good thing to do. And there's also iodine deficiency is linked to prostatic cancer and the guys with the high PSA. Uh, I'll stop there. They just I could go on and on, but you know, go ahead to the questions. <laughs> Well, I know there were a lot of people that wanted them answered this time, so uh, we'll see what we can get to here. Um, we have one from Eddie who asks, can thyroid cause thinning hair? Uh, happy birthday, Eddie. <laughs> he just had a birthday just a little few days ago. So, can, can it cause thinning, thinning hair? hair? But he's asking, can thyroid cause thinning hair? Yes, and many other things, too. And for those of you and that... And an iodine deficiency can, too. Absolutely. Right. Uh, actually, genetics plays a pretty big role there, too. But um, we have some women that get a lot of their hair growth back. Some do, some don't. But there's so many other possible um, questions and possible answers. Pro- po- you know, solutions can be one or can be many. And that's the issue. And that's why Janet and I do lab work, because... It takes a lot of the guesswork out and heads us in a positive direction. There's still a lot of playing with it. And the ones that are consistent, taking supplements and tweaking it from time to time, they do so much better. It's absolutely incredible. Right. And Eddie 
also would like to know, is it good to detox your kids from heavy metals slash vaccinations? And I appreciate, uh, Eddie, that you would ask that question. You know, there's a lot of controversy about vaccinations causing this and this and this. And I don't think it's just the vaccinations by itself, but it's some of the things in the vaccinations that uh, are, you know, they have mercury and all kinds of other stuff in them. Um, Detox is kind of a, in my opinion, kind of an overhyped word. And, you know, there's infomercials on TV that basically say if you'll detox this you'll be young rich good looking da 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 i don't think that's true if if you really take enough nutrients proper vitamins minerals herbs enzymes probiotics that's going to ramp up your body's ability to detox itself so my answer to eddie is probiotics digestive enzymes a good multi and we have vitamin c uh different types of vitamin C. I think that's very, very important. Um, And that'll help them detox. There are things that you can get into the diet of finicky kids. And I'm not talking about your kids, Eddie. I'm just thinking about my grandkids. But there's things you can slip in their diet without them noticing. And it changes their behavior, changes their mental acuity, et cetera, et cetera. So just think about the basic multivitamin, vitamin C, probiotics, et cetera. Okay, and then uh, Maggie asked. asked I, I love Maggie. I, <laughs> what you got for memory? <laughs> I don't remember, Maggie. <laughs> I, I love talking to her. Um, I take a lot of things. Janet, I think, takes the phosphatidylserine. I take some memory pro. I take, a, I take um, methyl CPG which goes into the 5-MTHF problem. Uh, I take something called membrane because it has the venpocetine, the huperzine A, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's one thing. It's called... Uh, TMG with folinic acid. Yeah, I was having trouble remembering that because, frankly, I have not taken it for a week or two because I gave the bottle to my daughter as she studies for some tests. Yeah, that folinic acid actually... Um, Feeds the hippocampus, which has a lot to do with memory in the brain. And the TMG is trimethylglycine, which is a um, methyl donor, which means you can detox. So, yeah, that uh, methyl CPG is good, but that folinic acid is like, oh, my God, wonderful. Um, Another question that Maggie had was about uh, olive leaf and thyroid. When a person has Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease, one of the things you can do to help the body help itself, you know, supplements don't cure anything or treat anything. It just gives your body raw materials to help itself. Olive leaf, and there's certainly different potencies out there on the market, um, tends to stabilize the immune system and tends to suppress a lot of the viruses. And Hashimoto's, you know, there's a lot of possible reasons why you have that. And uh, um, olive leaf also is very well medically studied that it helps uh, decrease blood pressure. Very good. Those were lots of questions there from Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Um, We also have a question about how do you know you need to detox? What are some of the symptoms, I guess, of needing to detox? 
Well, uh, I think that's in an Alan Jackson song. Knees are shaky, I can't eat, I can't sleep. You know, low energy consistently, poor digestion. If your belly's bloated, you have gas belching, bloating. If you have high stress, and and almost everybody I talk to says, I'm just so stressed. Well, you know, have a beer and quit worrying about it. And that's, I'm not being a smart aleck there. I'm saying just chill out. You're all going to be okay. Uh, Brain fog, and that's usually because you have too much yeast in your intestines, and there can be other reasons. And I put them on benfotamine uh, because yeast will decrease your thiamine uptake. And uh, trouble sleeping. You know, I've had that question before. It's like, well, if you really get rid of some of the extra toxins, uh, you sleep better. And I'm living proof because right now, the last few weeks, I'm sleeping really, really good. And it's because of that. Uh, detox that Janet and I told you about on the last podcast, that core restore. Yeah, that was what I was going to mention again, because that's usually the next question is, well, what do I take to get rid of it? So we've come up with a seven-day kit uh, called core restore. Which you can go up to 7, 14, 21, or 28 days, but usually seven's a kickstart and then some. Yeah, we figured, you know, most people by the second week, they're they're usually tired of it. They don't want to stick with it. So we figured one week was good. Yeah. Especially in the summertime. Yeah, because then you want to go for a cold beer. I'm sorry, uh, ice cream and a root beer float, Mm -hmm. something like that. But it comes with a a, a protein powder, uh, some um, multivitamin, a uh, liver detoxifier. It um, has this little handbook that tells you how to detoxify. It also has some uh, recipes in there. Really cool handbook. I'm very impressed. And it also has this cute little portable hand mixer to mix all of your little drink together, which we're having really a lot of fun with that. Janet actually bought some just separately because it's so cool for those that uh, make a shake or they're on the road and it's hard to shake it up. You can do that. It, it's cool. Uh, yeah, it's a little play toy. Janet loves it. But that that kit actually helps neutralize environmental pollutants, hormone disruptors, unhealthy estrogen metabolites, Esto, xenoestrogen, sorry, that's the synthetic compounds that imitate estrogen and other harmful toxins. And you can generally smell it when your trains come through the tunnel. Yes. It'll change. And, and if you have any kind of you know sense of smell at all, you'll know, wow, I really am getting out toxins. And we got the one that that is vanilla flavored because most people like vanilla. And that's called Core Restore 7 Day Kit. Yeah, so, we're having really good results with it. So if like, you have brain fog and can't remember, it's all in one kit. <laughs> so you don't have to think about it about it very long. Uh, and you've already addressed the restless leg question, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also have a question about what to take for hemorrhoids. I do Dialvask, which is a Hesperdin. Um Janet put me on that because I would get scratched and I've got thin skin uh, like I'm 63 instead of 30. And the dog will scratch me or something. And I, I bleed like I used to bleed like an old man on Coumadin. And I'm not on Coumadin. And I'm not an old man yet. And she said, you need Hesperdin. I said, well, what's it in? She gave me the dial mask. I thought, well, it's for capillary fragility. I need that for my brain, too. So that works real, real well. Incredible. And Michael wants to know, when should a man start taking something for his prostate? I think about age 40, uh, 50, if you want to, you know, tempt fate. 
But, you know, I can usually tell if your testosterone is this and your free and weekly bound testosterone is that, you can figure out the percentage. If you don't have 20% unbound, then you need to start it even if you're in your 20s or 30s. So I, I go with testosterone and what's unbound. Okay, and we also have one more question. Alice wants to know what to take for an arthritic knee. And I know we've had a rash of arthritic knees for some reason here lately. Yeah. So uh, um, what would you recommend for that? Uh, the liposomal C, the collagen, because it's the research type 1, type 2, hydroscopic, da-da-da-da-da, the good stuff. Um, Arthrosooth? Yeah, I think I did put her on Arthrosooth because mm-hmm. that has the green lip muscle in it. Uh, that's real popular for people that are arthritic. What's the green lip muscle? Most people have never heard of that. I don't know. It's some t- it's some muscle, and when it's on the buffet, I've tried it. It tastes pretty yucky, but I'm not a muscle fan, um, or clams especially. But uh, the more you eat, it's got some sort of compound in it, and it seems to help arth- arthritis in a really, really uh, efficient manner. Sort of like putting WD-40 in your joints, huh? Hmm. How do you know about joints? I, I mean, WD-40. <laughs> But um, have you got anything else that you would like to add in about iodine and what to do about it or whether, you know, what would you like to say about it? Start slow, work up. Uh, you know, you can ask us for guidance. We've got all kinds of different forms and different uh, strengths. Uh, just because the people that live toward the sea that get more seafood and kelp, you know, seaweed, uh, they do better. So the further away you live, from that, the less seafood you eat. And that's why there's a very extremely low incidence of breast cancer, da 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 in Japan, because they eat a lot of seaweed and get a lot of kelp, get a lot of iodine. So kind of keep that in mind. And to tobacco users, it actually depletes their iodine as well. So if you're a smoker or a dipper, um, you might want to consider adding in some extra iodine yeah i'd say take up a different bad habit but uh (laughs) and a good multivitamin will help with the smokers too and again we appreciate you listening to our show this week and uh if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss please uh, shoot us an email uh, or you can also be added to dr lewis's closed facebook group shooting straight with dr lewis that's where i talk to eddie and maggie mostly (laughs) yes and he answers all kind of questions there But we'll be back next time with another exciting show, and we hope you guys have a very blessed week.